Hey everyone, how are you? I hope you are having an amazing day or evening, depending on when you are tuning in. Today, we are talking about how to interview a potential employer for Culture Fit. So we've all had those jobs where we get into it and you're like, whoa, this is chaos. I want out. What did I get myself into? So we're going to talk about how we can ask the right questions up front so we don't find ourselves in this type of situation. So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career related. I tell you how it is and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in. And my passion is really helping others and sharing my knowledge. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, jumping right in, how to interview a prospective employer for Culture Fit. So here's the deal. It completely sucks to be excited about a new job just to start and find out it is terrible. Sometimes we can avoid it. Other times we can't because people are like really good liars, right? (laughs) Let's just call it what it is. Now, I can't make everyone tell the truth and be totally honest and transparent. However, I can give you eight tips and things we can ask while we're interviewing to help assess whether or not this new company could be a good fit for you. So number one, ask all of the people that you interview with why they like working for the company. This is really telling. So if you're like, hey, why do you like working for blah, 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 right? And they're like, uh, mm, uh, I, mm, well, I guess we have really good hours or something, right? <laughs> You're going to be able to tell. If they can like not skip a beat and immediately tell you why, that is also really telling. And number two, if you talk to people who will be on the team that you'll be working with, ask them to describe the team dynamics. So whether that's going to be possibly a peer or maybe like a cross-functional team, just say, hey, like talk to me about the team. What are the dynamics look like? What are the different personalities? And this will allow you to understand like, hey, is it a bunch of like laid back, super cool? Cool, super chill people, or is it a bunch of like type A, really aggressive? You know, I don't really know how else to describe type A people. <laughs> And I'm not saying either one of those are bad. Depending on your personality, you might be type A and you're like, I want to work with a bunch of other type A's. Or you might be more of like type A. And if they say, oh, it's just very chill, very laid back, you could easily walk away from that and be like, that would drive me absolutely bonkers, right? All right. Number three is thorough, thorough, thorough research. Google, LinkedIn, Glassdoor, Indeed. I know there are others. Read the reviews and do it with a grand assault. Upset employees are more likely to post reviews, but there could be some telling info in there. Number four is go through your network. Do you know anyone who works there or has worked there? Do you know anyone who knows someone, right? So if you're like one degree away from knowing someone, maybe that someone could send you an introduction. Look on LinkedIn, look on all of your social media platforms, look through your phone, be like, oh, where did so-and-so go to work? If you 
you don't know, then look them up on LinkedIn, right? (laughs) If you're not a shy person, you could also go to LinkedIn and find people who have left that company and ask them why they decided to leave. I have never done this. I've never had anyone ask me this question either. However, if you are interviewing for, let's say, an accountant and you go find the accountant that left, that could be really helpful. I personally don't know that I would do it. However, I am usually in contracting roles. When a contract recruiter is needed, it's usually during a time of high stress, high volume, there's too much work, not enough time sort of deal, but it could be really interesting. So food for thought if you are a little bit uh, audacious. And number five is making sure that you get to interview and meet with the right people. So who am I talking about when I say right people? One, your future boss, your peers, who you're going to be working side by side with, people that you're going to partner with. So probably those cross-functional teams you hear all about, and even your boss's boss. I would want to meet with as many people as I could, of course, with it being realistic. You don't want to do like nothing but interview for like 10 weeks. However, you want to get a good feel of the culture from different levels within the organization. Number six is knowing culturally what hasn't been a fit for you and asking professional questions around those specific items. So for example, in the past, you have found yourself on a team of just really bitchy colleagues. This actually came from a listener question. So this is not personal experience I've had. What I would ask if I was in that situation is I would say, how would you describe the team and the different personalities? And no one's going to straight up tell you their colleagues are bitchy. However, You could hear things like challenging personalities, or they are very opinionated, or they're very bold, or there are different ways people can sugarcoat trying to describe colleagues that are not great. Another example could be maybe it's just really intense politics. So one thing you could ask around that is how would you describe the process to get XYZ done? So if there is a particular approval process that you need, so like in recruiting, we have to usually get offers approved. What does that approval process look like? If there is a new role we want to open up, what does that approval process look like? And it doesn't have to be an approval process, but a process in which if there was really heavy politics, you would be able to get that information based on that particular process. Another example could be you've worked in roles where there's a lack of vision and everyone's kind of just like running around doing their thing, but they're not really all working towards like the same thing. Really easy. You can just ask, what's the team's vision, right? What are the goals? What are you working towards? If there's really long hours, you could ask, you know, generally when do people get in in the morning? When do they leave at night? You know, if people are saying, oh, we usually get in around eight and leave around like seven, it's like, okay, well, depending on what role you have, right? Is that normal or is that too much? In my mind, that's maybe too much, but I know if you're like a first year resident, right? (laughs) Probably sounds about right. If you're, you know, first year lawyer, maybe that sounds about right. So you need to assess whether or not whatever that response is makes sense for you. Another, you know, situation you could have found yourself in the past is really poor leadership. So you can ask, how would you describe the leadership style of whoever that leader is going to be? I would ask that for your peers of your direct manager. And then if you are talking to the person who's going to be your direct manager, I would also ask that of their manager. Another one that people have found themselves in, if you're in like an open office environment and it's just too freaking loud, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> so you can ask like, how would you describe the offices and the workspace? You can sort of ask like, how would you describe the noise levels, right? So there are open office environments that have carpet. So it tends to mask a lot of the sound and like the clicking of the shoes. And then there are some that have more of like glazed concrete where like you hear freaking everything, like a pen drops and you hear it bounce back and forth, right? <laughs> All of that matters when you're looking for a new job, right? So if I need to be on the phone all day, every day, and I need to be talking to candidates and hearing what they say, working in a super, super loud environment, it just doesn't work for me. Number seven is don't be afraid to ask follow-up questions to all of the examples I gave in number six. So if someone is like, oh, well, our open office environment is, I don't know, if they describe, let's say something that feels like it could be loud to you, you'd be like, okay, well, if, when you need to be on the phone and it seems like there could be, you know, a decent level of noise. Do you get a conference room or do you just like turn the volume up on your phone? Like how do you get through some of those like tougher times where it could be harder to hear? Don't be afraid to ask follow-up questions. Number eight is when you're talking to someone who's going to be your peer, asking them, what's a one thing you would change in your role and why? This is really telling. <laughs> Because if you guys are going to be doing the exact same thing and they would change like a core function of the job <laughs> or like a huge part of what impacts the role, that could be a red flag. All right, so you found yourself in a situation where what you thought the role was going to be isn't what it ends up being. So do you stay or do you go? I feel like there's a song. Should I stay or should I go? Anyway, you guys don't want me to try and sing a song I don't even know the lyrics to. <laughs> Moving on. So the answer is it depends. <laughs> it depends. How bad is it? Are there benefits to staying? And when I say that, it's not like your health benefits. Sure, of course, health benefits are important, right? But also, is there something you could learn in this role that you probably can't learn somewhere else? Or is this role helping you just track time, right? And when I say that, let's say you want to move into a senior level position and this role that you're in now gets you to four and a half years. So you're going to stick it out six more months just so you can say, yep, I got five years of experience doing what I do. It also depends on how miserable are you. If you're like, Steph, I am miserable. Like, I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. I hate my job. I'm getting depressed. Leave, right? Get out. Nothing is worth that. It also depends on how long you've been there. If you've, you know, stuck it out and you've given it six months and it's just terrible for you, maybe it's time to go. If it's like week one, I don't know, maybe you stick it out a little bit longer. And it also depends on your level of confidence in how well you think you could avoid this in your next job. Because let's be honest, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And if you're asking these questions, you should be able to get some insight. However, you have to be confident that you're not going to find yourself in this situation again, because then leaving isn't going to do you any good. All right. I hope you found that information helpful and valuable. This entire episode and many others, I usually don't say it, but a lot of them stem from questions that you have. So if you have questions you want me to answer on the podcast, click below in the show notes. There's a Google survey link. Fill it out. I would love to help. As always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Listen to the show. Support it. I really appreciate it. You can find more information in the show notes over at stephdennis13.com. And if you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. If you want to support the show, you can do so via PayPal or Anchor. Also on the Anchor app, you can leave me a voice message. 
which is pretty sweet. I would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment, leave a rating and or review really does help. And I truly enjoy reading them. You can reach out to me on the socials as well. For the most part, Facebook and Instagram at StephDennis13. And the podcast has their own Instagram at Career Talk Podcast. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so awesome. So amazing. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. Bye-bye.